from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Hello and welcome to the... Uh, yeah, it was pretty loud, wasn't it? You weren't ready yeah, for that with your was. headphones on. Turn my mic. Turn I, my I mic. always oh, turned on the wrong go. mic for you. Yeah, I get that well. confused. How's it going? Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Rockin' Randy Roberts joining us in the studio uh, tonight. Hi, guys. For the February 22nd edition of the Hammerdown Racing Reports. Lots to get to tonight. Uh, we, we're going to talk to Rusty Slink. we got him on the fo- phone right now. He's holding for us. He's waiting. Talk about the uh, future of our sports sponsorship deal he has. A pretty cool deal. It is. Um, also, we're going to talk about uh, the finish of the Daytona 500. Yeah, buddy. Of course. And uh, we'll also talk, we're going to revisit a subject we were touching on last week about uh, uh, the younger racers racing with the older racers and kind of revisit that. Well, yeah, and and there there was an incident in Florida with a young racer and a and a younger racer and oh well, you'll have to tell us about that. No, you know about it. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. That well, one. that's a different thing. Anyways, we'll get to that a little bit later. <laughs> we also have a, a new and improved record report coming up. I'm looking forward to that. Under, that's the best part of it. Under caution with uh, with Perry Cox. It's very exciting. We have a new prop tonight. That's the come on, Randy. Sorry, the, the best just, part. Of, just I, I love the two of you guys, but had, the, the record report's the best part. I had one feeling left, and you just crushed it. <laughs> so we're live from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Make sure to give Ron a call for your race car needs, 734-856-7223. That's 856-RACE. And he's very busy, so you can see the sponsorship of the show is uh, is very advantageous. It works. So, it yeah. really does. Almost like putting your name on the side of a race car. Almost. It's just like that. And and Scott, you have some room left on the side of your race car, right? A little. It's filling up, but yeah. Really? A little cool. bit, yeah. Let's bring uh, Rusty into uh, the mix here. Rusty, you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Ah, we got you. So you have uh, this, uh, we're, well, we're talking to Rusty Schlank, for those of you who may not know, the World of Outlaws Craftsman Late Model Series Rookie of the Year contender this year, right? UMP National Champion for 2017. You, you guys, you guys make that sound really good, but I, it didn't feel real good when I was down in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that here in just a second. Uh, first off, you have uh, this uh, you have a uh, a party coming up this weekend where you uh, award a future of our sports sponsorship. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and how it uh, came about. Yeah, um, it's it's actually kind of uh, the the biggest thing I do, uh, the most important thing to me anyway, with uh, that I do every year at my race party. Um, well, actually, for all year, for for a matter of fact, it means a lot to me to do this for the kids. We started it back, I think, like 2010 or 11. Um, what I do, I, I put in a thousand bucks of my own money every year, and then we we uh, we raise the money from. Uh, random people or sponsors or companies or whoever wants to help donate to the deal. Uh, this year we've got a little over four grand raised, and we're going to split that up between 11 kids. The uh, the winner of it uh, is going to get 2,000, and then we'll break it up. Uh, everybody else will leave with with at least something in their pocket. So I uh, don't want to send anybody home empty, but um, no, it's a, it's a cool deal. Uh, we in the very first year we did it, I I picked the we handpicked as a team uh, the whole RSR team. We handpicked the winner, and that was probably the hardest thing I've ever did in my life was try to try to single out one of these awesome kids to to give the money to. So now we let the we let the crowd at the race party vote on it. Um, every Everybody, the, your your door ticket is your way to vote. So, we've got 11 kids this year. Um, actually, we've got kids. We've got a, a girl coming from Iowa. We've got one coming from Illinois. 
We've got kids from Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, um, at, ranging from seven, year, seven years old to kids that are just turning 18. Now, if uh, some of our listeners uh, want to sign up, is it too late? Yeah, there's a deadline to sign up uh, as far as the kids go. Um, it's, it's not too late to help out with, uh, with the sponsorship if anybody's interested in doing that. But um, I, I make a deadline for the kids every year um, about two weeks before the party. So everybody's locked in right now, and um, we've got all the names, and they've been promoting themselves for the last couple of weeks. So it wouldn't be too fair to let anybody in now, but definitely for next year. All right, so if somebody wants to donate to the cause, which is a really great cause, Rusty, um, they can get a hold of you on Rusty Schlink uh, Racing on your Facebook page? Yep, they can get a hold of me on there or give me a call or text, 567-202-7771. Um, get with me on my Facebook page or my, my personal page on Facebook. And I know you check that Facebook page frequently. Oh, yeah. Not quite as much as you, though, Ron. Yeah. Are, are tickets still available? <laughs> tickets still available for your uh, the, the party this weekend? or? Yeah, we, we don't sell tickets ahead anymore. It was a pain in the butt. So we're, we just do tickets <laughs> at the door. Um, it's $15 to get in. That includes your dinner and uh, all the activities throughout the night. And then we've got... Uh, uh, if you've got a, a small child or anything, uh, babies are free, obviously, but like if you've got a four-year-old kid, we just charge them their age. Uh, it's a fundraiser deal we do to help raise a little bit of funds to, to, for our program every year, but in return, we decided to uh, take some of the money that we raise every year and put back to uh, put back to the future of the sport program that we do, just to give back to the kids a little bit. So, If somebody wants to pop in, where is, where's the show? And when? It's a, it's, at the, it's Saturday. Uh, doors open at 5 o'clock. Uh, we'll have dinner around 6 or 6.30. Um, it's at the Fulton County Fairgrounds at the Junior Fair, Fair Building uh, in Wauseon. Which is the same, that's the same place Oakshade has their awards banquet, yep. right? Same place we have the Oakshade banquet. It's pretty convenient, right off the highway, and um, it doesn't matter what direction you're coming from, it's easy to get to, and there's hotels there for uh, people that get too tipsy to drive home. And uh, and you'll be choosing the winner then that night, and does the winner have to be there for the party? Yes, yes, we make we make the kids be there. Um it's uh, it went, when we started out, we're, we're in a little more every year. Um, we get a little smarter at this deal every year. Some people were trying to sign up from halfway across the country, and if we if we allow that to happen, we'll have 52 kids in this deal, and we won't be able to, to personalize it quite as much as I'd like to. So I like to try and keep the kids involved, and um, I, I make them be at the party and to win. Uh, we we put them on the microphone, make them talk a little bit. And, that that was uh, my uh, next question. Are they going? <laughs> are they going to have to talk? And, and uh, they have to make a presentation, right? Uh, yeah, they, what they do is, they, in order to sign up for it, they have to have to do a handwritten entry. Well, it doesn't have to be handwritten. It can be typed, but it needs to be by them, not their parents. Um, I make them type up a page, kind of telling about themselves and their goals and, and how they've done in the past and um, kind of why they we should vote for them. And they gotta they got to give us a couple... Couple pictures to display, and then we set all their we set all their infor- information out on some tables at the party, um, and then we we put the microphone in front of their face and make them talk a little bit, and get them used to uh, if they're if they're going to do this for uh, for a long time, and to get to the point where where I'm at in my career, they need to learn how to talk on the mic. That's probably the hardest thing I had to learn to get used to. It really is important. I'm still not used to it. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, well that's cool. And uh, what about uh, for uh, for next year? Where can people uh, be looking? Young drivers uh, be looking as far as uh, where to get information to get entered, and, and about what time should they start looking for that? Uh, generally, we start planning this deal uh, early winter, um, a few months before the party. We usually have the party end of February or March every year. Um, 
usually December-ish, I'll start putting some some information out on the internet and uh, get people uh, get them all the information they need to to get signed up and all that. The um, best way to stay up to date would be to go to Rusty Schlink Racing and click yep. and and like your page. Yep, go like my like my racing page. Uh, anything I post on my personal page, we usually share to the racing page. So any anything of of importance, anyway. So. Very cool. Maybe we'll maybe we can have uh, the winner of of that sponsorship uh, come on the show in a couple weeks. That, would, and that st- would be awesome. That would be and awesome. stick a it, microphone it in front of them. Yeah. Thing, uh, it might not be a bad thing next year. I thought about this too late, but maybe maybe do a whole episode if you could with with maybe interview all the kids on on air. What do you, what do you think about yeah, that? I like that idea. During the off season, we can bring them all in. They can plead sure. their case on on uh, on the show. Yeah, I like okay. it. I like it. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Get with me before that next year. We'll we'll we'll, we'll take care of that. Three days ahead of time wasn't wasn't soon enough this time, huh? <laughs> well, eh. well, we can at least get the winner in. You know, maybe uh, next Scott, week you can the take the after. show on the road. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, this all the yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> so you uh, you made your World of Out- Outlaw uh, debut uh, this past week down in Florida. It was supposed to be in Georgia, but that kind of got uh, rained out. How did and your Lucas Oil debut? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it wasn't the debut. We'd ran some Lucas stuff before, but yeah, we went to East Bay for a couple nights, and uh, we struggled right out of the box. We we had the whole complete wrong package on the car to go down to East Bay, and we by the by the third night we had it figured out and had the car really good, and was actually drove from the back of the heat and was passing for a transfer spot in the heat race and hurt a motor. So uh, we loaded that car up and saved it till we we didn't race again until Monday at Volusia because we only had one car and one motor left. So. Um, then we unloaded at Volusia, and man, we struggled there all week long with the new car. We we probably should have uh, got the old car out right away, and it, it had all the bugs worked out of it. But um, by by Friday and Saturday night at, at Volusia, we'd got stuff figured out, and we were really good. We had a top ten run going Saturday, and um, ended up uh, Josh Richards decided he wanted to wad up half the field in front of me. So <laughs> I actually was watching that uh, when that happened. Yeah. You were, yeah, you were running up there. It was pretty good. Yeah. You felt obligated to run into him? Well, no, I ran into one of the other rookie contenders, but um, <laughs> no, he he crashed Chase Youngins, and then Youngins swatted up Owens and a bunch of other cars, and I didn't have anywhere to go. So Rookies. Uh, <laughs> one of those deals where I thought I had the wreck missed, but the, the guy slid down the track about a foot and ripped off the right side of the race car, so that ended our night about 20 laps early. Yeah, I thought you were gonna you were going to keep going because you drove away from that, but uh, you didn't come back out. Yeah, we could have came back out. It didn't hurt any suspension, um, but man, that place is so big and fast. It's like Eldora, so uh, it, it would have been like driving a parachute around there. Air, uh, that was one of the biggest things we fought all week long was was trying to get the car through the air. Uh, the air down there is so dense and heavy. The aerodynamics is huge, so we had to we had to tune on the car to to free it up enough to make it steer all week long. And then once we got that figured out, we ripped the whole right side of the car off. So uh, that, there went our aero package. <laughs> So when's what's uh, your next race then? Uh, we go to Smoky Mountain, Tennessee, the ninth and tenth of March. Uh, so we got a couple week break here, and then is that a uh, World of Outlaw race? Yep, it's okay. uh, two World of Outlaw races down there, okay. Friday and Saturday. Cool. Yeah, are you excited about this? Are, are you having fun, even though maybe the it did so well? Maybe you got all the bad luck behind you, and it's all downhill from here. Definitely. I, I mean, I knew I knew I couldn't expect to go down to Volusia and, and kick butt right away. I knew we were going to struggle a little bit. Um, it's it's a whole different world to get used to, and uh, not just driving wise. I mean, the, those guys have a completely different driving style from the the local and regional racers that I'm used to running with. So, 
um, I had to, it's, it's a little more up on the wheel every lap and, and, and higher pace racing. So once I got used to that and we got the car tuned in, I'm, I'm really looking forward to running the steel now, uh, especially after I proved that we could run with them Saturday once I got the car figured out. And all I had to do was go back to basics and give the car what it wanted and stop doing all the fancy crap that we, <laughs> we thought we needed to do during the off season. So once we got back to our basic deal, I, I think we've got a heck of a heck of a race car to run the steel this year. Are you uh, getting your engine issues straightened out? Uh, yeah, we, we actually had a new motor um, that got done just as we left to go to Florida, and we didn't have time to put it in. And the motor we heard at East Bay was, uh, it, it was lapped out anyway. It, I think it's just a head gasket. It's nothing major. So uh, we just decided to park it and not hurt anything. Uh, so we'll have our new motor ready to go to Smoky Mountain, and that one will be getting cycled out and getting refreshed while we run the other one. Can I put you on the spot for a minute? And you, sure. and you don't have to answer this, but uh, do you have any insight <laughs> on the uh, Tyler Herb incident uh, from last week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were actually parked next to Hudson. Um, I had left track. Uh, Dusty and Dusty and the crew guys were there though, and they they seen it all go down. So uh, yeah, it was it wasn't even a racing incident. It was it was over a female. Um, it was <laughs> it had nothing to do with on track activities at all. Was she worth it? Um, I'm gonna stay out. all right fair enough Uh uh-oh you still there yeah i'm here okay so we lost you there well uh good luck uh down in tennessee thank you i appreciate it no problem Uh, we're gonna we're gonna need it that that uh the crash at volusia put us behind if we would have finished the race we'd be leading that rookie points deal so um that wreck kind of killed us it'll it'll be a long season oh yeah how do, how much uh, does this uh, your race party your fundraiser uh, fund your your team for the year? How big is that for you? Uh, it's not as big as most people think. Uh, it used to be um, it used to be pretty pretty big uh, when I was doing it myself and just running around here local. But uh, the level that we're racing on now, I mean, it's uh, it helps a little bit. Uh, and uh, like I said, I, I give some of this money back. I mean, we give some door prizes away, and I give money back to the kids. And I mean, half of, half of what we make, I give away anyway. So I, I more or less just do this deal now to uh, as a way to give back to the kids and, and keep all my sponsors uh, involved and, and get all the fans involved and get everybody together. Um, the fans can come out and meet you and, and take a selfie with you. Yep, for sure, for sure. <laughs> no, I, we we make a little bit of money. We make a couple thousand dollars at this deal, and it. I mean, it's it goes to buy some tires and some fuel here and there. Um, but for the most part, I just do it to uh, say thanks to the sponsors and, and the fans, and and give back a little bit to from. I wouldn't be where I'm at if if somebody wouldn't uh, wouldn't help me along the way. So it, it's good to. Uh, Good to give back. Makes me feel good. Makes me feel like I uh, can use what I've what I've worked so hard for to to try and keep the keep the younger generation involved and and keep them interested in doing what they uh, love to do. You know, when Dale Earnhardt was around, I very much respected the fact that that he gave back a whole lot to racing. And in, in that respect, you're a lot like Dale Earnhardt. Um, but unlike Dale, um, you race pretty clean unless you're around the 35 car, and then. Well, <laughs> Ron, I've only ever hit you when I was lapping you. Yeah, whatever. Oh. <laughs> wow. Whatever. Shots fired. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I, I appreciate it, Ron. It's uh, it, 
Dale was a good guy, and um, as far as some of the stuff that he used to do, and and I did look up to Dale as, as far as uh, how he was with with the kids and the fans and stuff. But yep. you're right, uh, driving style wise, I've I've kind of, I've kind of tried to uh, <laughs> yeah. mirror what what he's done. I've I've kind of been completely opposite and. Uh, a lot of times, I think I could win more races and and, and run more competitive at, at the bigger shows if if I would have that Dale Earnhardt mentality and and not care who I crashed. But yeah, well, <laughs> your fan base would be a that. whole lot smaller. <laughs> did you did you see the uh, end of the Daytona 500? Uh, I I didn't watch it live. I went back and watched videos of it because I heard everybody uh, heard all the hubbub. But all right, your your uh, opinion was it a racing deal or uh, rough driving? It was, it was a racing deal to me. Uh, okay. there, there was so much blocking going on, the, the, not just then, but the whole race. Uh, the the lead car there, Amarillo or whatever his name is, yep. I haven't watched this car in three years. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he uh, he was blocking. I mean, he was doing what any of us would have done, coming to the checkered flag for the Daytona 500. Uh, he was making that car as wide as he could, and uh, everybody behind him was was trying to pass him at the same time. Everybody's doing what what any racer would do. So I think it was a racing deal, and he came across the the three cars' nose and spun himself out. I mean, the three car definitely was pushing the issue, but uh, you know, I, I thought the three I thought the three car had a steering wheel and a brake and a gas pedal and could have used one of them to avoid that, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I do agree to a certain point, but uh, he uh, when when you've got to run like that, he uh, he he. I've seen a green about four times on the back straightaway. <laughs> I've, I've seen a green thirty-five not use the steering wheel or the brake going into a corner. <laughs> Once yeah, or twice. All right, man. Your uh, race party is uh, this weekend, this Saturday night. If uh, somebody wants to go, they just uh, need to show up out there. Doors open at uh, five at the Fulton County Fairgrounds uh, Junior Fair Building, right? Yep. Tickets you said for fifteen bucks. Yep, fifteen bucks, and then kids under twelve cost their age, whatever. If they're seven, they're seven bucks to get in. Good deal. And they, they you don't card them though. I hope. No, no, not unless they plan on drinking. <laughs> and, uh, and and everybody that comes out purchasing a ticket, they uh, get to uh, help determine who wins that uh, future of our sport uh, sponsorship deal, right? Yep, and it is bring your own beer. We don't sell beer there anymore. It's too big of a pain in the butt to get all the paperwork and insurance and all that stuff done. So it's bring your own beer. We charge 5 bucks per cooler to get in, and um, you can pack as much alcohol in there as you want. So Do they have to share with you, too? Yeah. No, no. Okay. <laughs> it's, I'm a lightweight. I had about one or two beers. I'd be, somebody would be pulling me out of there and dragging <laughs> me off the floor. So Yeah, I understand. All right, Rusty. We appreciate uh, you giving us the time again. Uh, get with me uh, next week, and we'll set something up for uh, whoever wins uh, that uh, future of our sports sponsorship and get them on the show. And then we'll set up a deal for next year, too. We'll get them all in awesome. here. I appreciate it. No. Thanks for your time, Rusty. Thanks, guys. Talk Good to luck. you soon. All right. Rusty Schleich. World of Outlaw, late model, uh, Craftsman late model uh, series rookie of the year contender. 2017 UMP that, yeah, dirt dirt go. car five national wait, champion. Six-time Oakshade Raceway late model champion. Yeah. He's, he's done he a little bit. Won the Barney yeah. Oldfield so race. It's not, that's not the first times. time he's he won, won the, the birthday year. race. Yeah. 10,000 to win deal. Some not, national finale. Not the first time he's UMP dirt car champion. Though, no, no, I don't think he's he been a couple before, times. Yeah. yeah. So. That's what I thought. American late model series champion in the past. I've watched a couple of those races. Yeah. So. Amazingly, both times he won the championship, he was in a Rayburn race car. I did not know that. Yeah. That's why you are the professor. That's right. <laughs>
So uh, we had some uh, area racing uh, this past weekend, didn't we? We did. Yeah. We had uh, the Broken Heart, or I'm sorry, the uh, uh, the Cupid Shootout. I'm still learning the name and the, right. the different classes. They had the uh, Cupid Shootout at Sandusky Speedway on uh, Saturday afternoon. And uh, not quite a packed house there for uh, cars and spectators. But, you know, everything's got to start somewhere. Um, and it was fun. I, I was I was talking with the promoter, and uh, Kevin told me that he had talked with the original promoter at Sandusky, and the very first hangover race drew eight cars. So there were we had mo- more than that. There were more than that, and he was pleased. So. And he said, absolutely, he'll be doing it next year, and it'll be bigger and better. And there was no Ron Miller in Victory Lane on uh, Saturday, no, but that, that was your sad car day. was there. That was a sad day. Dave Gumby Jr. was behind the wheel of your uh, Outlaw late model, and he won the Broken Heart Stocks. And actually, yeah, you had some other sad stuff happen because uh, Corey, who was in here last week, Corey McCoy, yep, uh, you guys talked after the show and worked out a ride, so he raced your, uh, your late model. Uh, he let the smoke out of that, and... Uh, Perry's got some details on smoke and engines coming up later in the record report. Um, so he didn't finish. Steve uh, was running second. Steve Miller, your son. Right. And he had something break that took him out. So it was Gumby pretty much uh, sailed the victory there over. I was very impressed with him the first five, six, maybe seven laps um, when he thought that Steve was, was chasing him hard. Um, he looked very good. I, I was very impressed with Davey. Now, what was the reason you were not in the car? I just figured it was time to to change. Okay. Hang- now you're going to be in, hang- you're going to be in the hangover. Absolutely, race, okay. the hangover race to me is, is, is. I was where it was like, is this is that, Ron Dunn driving? What? What's oh going no! On? Oh no! Oh no! Okay. The, the hangover race is a, a midwinter priority, but uh, this one didn't mean anything to me, so we'll let Davey start his own streak. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see how uh, is is he going to drive your car again next year for that then. Assuming it's not sold and still available, he'll be in something. Okay, and if even if it is sold, I can build another one. All right, Dan Dipman uh, was the winner of the Rose Stocks, which was the intermediate division there. Right, and I, I think uh, he finished second, didn't he? I believe in the uh, behind Gumby. Right, I, th- I believe so. Yeah, because there was a lot of attrition, but uh, cold day it was fun though. It was fun. You know, I don't think it was any colder than it was New Year's Day, but... It was damp, I yeah, think it was. is what it was. It just really bit yeah. right through you. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Um, and it wasn't New Year's Day. It was, like, way past it. Well, yeah. But I knew what you meant. Thank um, you. Summit Motorsports Park uh, has uh, begun a $1.6 million uh, track reconstruction project on the drag strip out there. Uh, they got uh, new asphalt for the staging lanes, and uh, the head of the staging lanes through 100 feet past the finish line will be concrete from uh, barrier wall to barrier wall, uh, and then more new asphalt from that point to the sand trap. So that's a lot of pavement and concrete and driving in a straight line. So, But that ought to be pretty cool. That's a they, nice facility. They really there. need to make the guys yeah. turn around and race back, and I, I'd have a lot more respect for I it. I have a video game that's like that, but that's another story. Uh, speaking of uh, drags, Toledo Speedway uh, just announced something this past week where they're going to host street drags. Regularly? But they're in circles, not like drag. Regularly? Uh, no, they have uh, actually, there's four dates. Three of them are race nights, and one is a test and tune. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I periodically will watch these uh, street drag. I remember when I was a kid seeing the street drag. Somebody, you know, drive their car from the parking lot sure. on the track, race one lap around, and uh, see who wins. And then 
people crash their cars sometimes. Oh, I saw. <laughs> a lot of YouTube videos of that. Yeah. Um, little AMC Rambler Scrambler, little Rambler American with a big motor. Um, beautiful car. Stuck it hard in the fence at one of those races. So, yeah. Uh, and it's always funny to see, like, uh, somebody's got their little Ford Escort or something. No, 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 knock, not trying to knock a Ford Escort, but it's up against a Camaro. It's all decked out and looks super fast, and then it gets beat. And then you, you got to feel <clears throat> for the guy in the Camaro yeah. going. Now, are they going to run just a, a drag race down the front stretch, or is it going to be like one lap from a standing start? I believe if it's like I've seen before, it'll be a lap from a standing start, but I'm not entirely sure. They just released this thing right here. I'm not sure. Street I got a delay. Drags. Yeah. They have a, a Testa and Tune night Friday, May 11th. That'll be from 6 to 8. And then the first race night is going to be June 8th, which is a Friday. They'll also have another race night on Friday, July 6th, and then Wednesday, August 22nd. Um, and if you want more information on that, uh, I didn't see any more information on that on ToledoSpeedway.com, but they'll probably have some on there, or you can call the track at 419-727-1100. I'll take my Sebring out there. Oh, we forgot to turn your mic back oh. on. Oh, you turned it off. I think I did something. All right, there stop, we go. Stop touching buttons. Sorry. I thought I had a cough earlier, so I actually <laughs> yeah. hit the cough. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't, don't, call, don't use the cough button there. It turns you off. I'll take my Sebring out there. Will you? Yeah, well, yeah, I can. I'll, actually, I'll, I'll have Dad build me a car. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's going on. That's a pretty cool deal. Um, coming up a little bit later, we're going to talk uh, a little bit more about the uh, young, younger drivers racing with older drivers. Uh, we want people to call in and, uh, and join that uh, half-mile, Corey. No, I don't think they're going to do that on the half-mile, uh, Corey. Well, maybe if it's the, just... They might, but I don't. If it's just, think a, straight, so. if it's just a straight line, <laughs> they'll call call Toledo. Maybe we should have them on. Maybe I should call them and there you go. Ron Drager uh, volunteered to come on, so Did he? I, I don't. Why know are you what, just now telling me this? Well, I don't know what his schedule is. Oh, but, uh, oh I'll have to talk to Ron. His schedule and our schedule haven't matched. Matched. We're having yet. some issues with that with the the Millstream folks too. So yeah. still trying to work that out. Uh, but anyways, we're going to talk about that in the Daytona finish. If you want to join the conversation on that, you can call us uh, a little bit later, 419-214-0925. And I figured out why uh, not many people call in, because most of you are watching on our phone, your phone anyways, so it's kind of hard to call. Yeah, then they have watching. to stop to call you. Yeah. So if you got a landline buyer or something, you what, pull us up on a computer. A land what? Yeah. Hey, I had one as of a couple months ago. Wow, okay. I, I, did, have, I didn't get I have good one. cell reception I haven't, in my I haven't had one in... How old are you? I'm 35. I haven't hey, I haven't had one in whippersnapper seven years. Yeah, I have one, but with a business, it's a fact. Yeah, of that, yeah, that's that's a little different. I understand that. And it, and unfortunately, it rings everywhere <laughs> I am: the house, the shop. Uh. Uh, update on the uh, Tyler Herb story from uh, last week. In case uh, you, you missed that, uh, he had some legal issues. Uh, allegedly getting into a fight with a younger driver that was underage, and he got uh, arrested. There was a mugshot and everything. I, I, you said the charges have been dropped on that? I believe. Okay. I haven't seen anything on that. The, the legal charges. The legal but. charges. But the uh, World of Outlaw Craftsman uh, Late Model Series has uh, issued some uh, uh, penalties. Uh, I think uh, he's been suspended here for a, a couple of races for uh, violating Section 2.2 and uh, 11.1J of the 2018 Dirt Car Racing Rulebook. Um, The first part uh, has to do with uh, members' conduct, 
Uh, all members agree to act in a professional manner as determined by World of Outlaws late model crafts, late model series officials. The uh, professional manner includes, but is not limited to, verbal representation, social media text messages, written representation, any representation that may represent the sport of racing and or motorsports in general, or any affiliates. Really? Yes. That's pretty broad. Well, that's a little more specific here in 111J, which uh, says any member involved in an altercation that results in physical contact will be subjected to disqualification and or fined and or suspension and or loss of points and or any other action deemed appropriate by the World of Outlaw uh, late model crafting series people. So he's been suspended for two series events and assessed a $500 fine, which I don't think that's really... Not a huge deal. Yeah, that's not a big deal. The two, two events will probably be bad, but uh, uh, he'll also be placed on uh, probation through the rest of the... 2018 season isn't two races like one weekend then yeah that'd be the next weekend down in tennessee right. with uh with but that's going to hurt him in the points okay and he's already had he started off the year pretty good he has three wins already not so, in the so world the, the 500 dollars isn't going to kill him then no down under he uh was the uh, usa invasion tour winner i heard Australia. that yeah yeah we had him on the show he was on back. fire there yeah, yeah. he's kind of cooled off now uh, Brandon Shepard earned his first uh, World of Outlaw Craftsman Late Model Series victory on uh, Saturday night, uh, which was also the final night of the 47th Annual Dirt Car Nationals at Volusia Speedway Park, where they raced for like a week and a half straight, pretty much. Oh, longer than that, uh, yeah, because they it's had... It's like Tuesday, modif- the Tuesday before. Modifieds, uh, big block modified sprint sprints, cars. All-Stars, yeah. World of Outlaw sprints, yeah. It's like a... That's like their whole season, right? That'd be like a whole season for any other track. Oh, it would. Wow. So I got to get down. And, and they cool. put a lot of people in there for a lot of money. Yeah. So that, Rust, Rusty ended up finishing uh, 24th after getting caught up in that uh, accident there. I didn't look at the points, but he's probably not. It's early. It doesn't the points don't matter. Not yet. So we'll see how that works out. Right. <laughs> so, all right, let's, uh, let's open up the, oh, we need a name for the phone lines. Because phone lines sound so generic. And uh, I asked my uh, guy I share an office with, Tom, uh, if he had any ideas. He came up with the brake lines. Brake lines? Yeah, so we opened up the brake lines. Okay. Brake lines are wide open. The brake lines are open. 419-214-0925. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> Could be bad. Yeah, if you want to join the conversation, we're going to talk about the uh, finish of the uh, Daytona 500. Uh, or you can join us uh, if you're using your... Uh, sounds like I'm off mic. Sorry, Tom. Is this better? Um, join us uh, a conversation on our Facebook Live. If you're listening to us on uh, iHeartRadio, we're probably not live, so probably you can call, but we're probably not going to answer. Yeah, it's usually yeah. about Tuesday before that shows up. It does yeah. on mine anyways. Well, that's when that's... the notification comes. It's oh, actually okay. up on Friday. But, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I get that same thing. I'm like, oh, look at that. About four days ago. Right? I I'm like, oh, that. man, yeah. I forgot to listen. That's when I... I'm a busy guy right now, so... So anyways, 419-214-0925, you want to join the conversation. Um, yeah, Daytona please, finish. Just, Aust- just call us on our brake line so that we can prove that it works. Yeah, so, yeah we want to see if their brake lines are working. That's it. I like it. There you go. <laughs> uh, so if you didn't see the finish of the Daytona 500, uh, it, the whole race was pretty much, the whole weekend, there was a lot of crashes, wasn't there? In all there was. The you know, the, the cars seemed very unruly. Um, Keep an eye on that because it's like behind I, I can you. see okay. Uh, but yeah, and the, of course, it uh, the race ended uh, with overtime, 
not, not yeah, but just, just one, though, and not what, like five? Like That's the, true, yeah. Whatever the heck it was. Well, and yeah. they can do as many as they need I now. heard. <laughs> I heard. So anyways, uh, going down the backstretch on the final lap, Eric Almirola. I, I was worried I wouldn't be able to say his name because I can't say Almirola for some reason. Yeah. He was uh, leading the way and, uh, you know, racing for uh, Stuart Haas Racing. Not a real big Eric fan. I mean, even less Austin Dillon fan. A lot less. Um, well, even before all this. but uh, So they're going down the backstretch, and, and Eric's all out there by himself. He doesn't have anybody beside him. And here comes Austin. He's got a good run on the outside. So um, what's his face? El Marola but, but comes up was, to block. But Eric was kind of on the outside, too. Uh, I think he was yeah, down he had, on the there's, inside. There's car, well, yeah, but you also had Bubba Wallace on the outside of him, too. It wasn't like it was, oh, there's a car here. He had cars both lanes. So yeah. he was trying to block both yeah. going back yeah, and he forth. Yeah, he was all over the place. But Austin had a good run, came up, and Almarola came up to, to block. Mm-hmm. So Dylan went to the inside, and Almarola dived down to the inside. This is from my perspective. Dove to the inside. Dived is not a real word. Dove to the inside to uh, block, and Dylan did not let up, and they kind of... And Almirola got turned into the backstretch wall, and Austin Dillon went on to win. And Austin, and Austin, all the number three fans cheered. Yay! It's a number three backed in victory yeah, lane yeah. for 20, the Daytona 20, 500. Twenty years since Dale won his only Daytona 500, and ten years since his passing. But so my view of it, my opinion is, it's the final lap of the Daytona 500. It was uh, kind of both of their faults. You know, I mean, the blocking and not lifting, as you well, said. Well, here's, he here's a question. That's my opinion. Here's they, a question for you. Does NASCAR need to address the blocking strategy? Do they, st- they still have the have Adam boys attitude, oh, yeah. don't they? Yeah, so they, I, they went back to it. They, they, haven't, they, re- to, okay. they haven't rescinded that. So it's kind of up to the drivers, I guess, to decide that, right? So, I mean, next time we see those two cars together, they'll have at it, right? Yeah, Is and somewhere they will. <laughs> I mean, what what's your opinion? What what uh, what was your take on it, Ron? I didn't see Almirola yank the steering wheel and, and viciously try to block the way they had most of the race. Um, I did see him drift down a little bit, but uh, like I said earlier, the three car had a steering wheel, a gas pedal, and a brake pedal. Any one of those could have helped avoid a crash. And there was going to be a crash, and he knew it. So you're you're not happy with the outcome? Correct. What do you think? Uh, what do you think should have been done as far as do you it think could, NASCAR should have taken any action or? Uh, no, probably I mean, not because it had been going on all race. But they need true. to have a decision on whether blocking is part of racing or not. And well, it kind of then comes becomes a judgment call on the uh, the, uh, the sanctioning bodies. Scott, part. those guys have mirrors. They have spotters. They've got inside mirrors. They've got outside mirrors. They know exactly what's going on. So it wasn't. And, yeah, spotters, definitely. It's a, a big thing they have over uh, stir track racers. Yeah, we have none of that. No. What, was, what, what, what do you think, Randy? I was perfectly fine with the way it ended. I thought it was a racing incident, and not being an Almirola fan anymore, I was perfectly fine. I, I guess, personally, I was kind of happy it happened for him because I'm not real thrilled with the way he left Petty. Being coming from a Dodge family, I still like Petty, even though it's Ford now Chevy. But uh, I was I was okay with the way it ended. Trying to win the Daytona 500, you never know if that's going to happen again. So I'm I'm okay with it. How All about right. how about Bubba Wallace? 
I was excited for him. Actually, I, I was, was I, I I was more interested in the interaction between him and Denny Hamlin. Yeah, they've been kind of going at it all Hamlin, week. Yeah, Hamlin. Yeah, I did, I didn't know where the Adderall comment came from <laughs> after the race, and then like, oh well, Hamlin said this that seventy percent of the drivers are on it. I go, well, that's real smart that you should be. It just seems there's a own. lot of there's a lot of drama in in right. NASCAR right now because Kevin Harvick on his. Uh, uh, satellite radio show said something I think on Tuesday where he was mad at Denny for making the Adderall comment as a joke. As well, that, yeah, that was a reference. It, to. Yeah, he said it, and then Hamlin Harvard. said something, and and then Hamlin's like, "Well, I was just joking." Ha 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 ha! Like, no, no, not you. You really weren't. But. So yeah, Harvick's basically saying Denny, shut up. Right, is pretty much what he said. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, at the end of the race, uh, Bubba Wallace and uh, Denny Hamlin were racing side-by-side for second, and Wallace came down to try and get a side draft off of Hamlin, and they kind of got together, and Hamlin's claim is uh, cut down one of his uh, right-side tires because as they cross the line, Hamlin's, like, pushing them up toward the wall. I think they ended up in the wall afterwards, but... uh, But Bubba was not happy after that. I mean, he finished second the Daytona 500... He got the position. He was less than pleased with finishing second. Yeah. uh, In his rookie rookie race. Uh, I don't know. Denny Hamlin lost a lot of fans last summer because of driving like that. Um, I kind of like the guy, but uh, he lost some fans along the way. Yeah, and he had that feud uh, a few years ago. I don't know if that's still going on with uh, Joey Logano. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, they're... Yeah, so, that so, bubbled up. That bubbled up a little bit last year. Yeah, did it? Okay. I don't. And, I don't well, now he's got a new where, nemesis. Yeah, now it's now it's Bubba Wallace. So now it's uh, yeah, we got uh, the the. I was, uh, I was just happy to see. I I just I I think I put it on Twitter at one point ago. I was just glad to see that at one point it was the three forty three and twenty one running one two three. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, yeah. that that's not exactly my generation, but that was kind of. As a fan, that was that was kind of neat to see. I, I would have liked to have seen the red, white, and blue forty three and as, as a loyal not this purple as a, thing. That as a loyal have, follower, when's the last time the forty three car ran second in a NASCAR race? Uh, well, uh, Almirola has one win. He won at Daytona in the summer race, but that uh, was rained out, and he stayed out, and everyone pitted, and they had a race that was shortened like a hundred and right hundred five hundred six laps. And that yeah, but it's been a long time. I mean, Bubba Wallace finished when he filled in. I think he had an eleventh. Yeah, and that was their that might have been their best finish in that car last year. I think the kid's got an awful lot of talent. I think he's, he does. He's too. very well spoken. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him. And and being paired up with with Richard Petty, I mean, that's awesome. Didn't, yeah, it's, it's, didn't I, I hear it. after the race? Uh, Bubba said something that Petty came to him after the race and said, "I." I told you, he gave you one instruction, and yeah, that was yeah, not to wreck the car. <laughs> pretty, yep. He seemed genuinely upset about that. <laughs> uh, if you want to join uh, the conversation, comment on our uh, Facebook Live, or if uh, you got a phone handy, give us a call. Call on in, 419-214-0925. We want to hear from you. want to know what uh, your opinion is. Yes. I'd call in, but I'm here, so yeah. it's kind of pointless. Well, there you go. You can. You got your phone right there. That's true, I do. Uh, another thing we wanted to talk about, we touched on this a, a little bit last week, and uh, about, uh, I think this is a separate issue from the Tyler Herb issue, because that was not racing related, but they are younger drivers, and they're younger driver involved, but uh, you had said last week something about, uh, you don't think that the, the younger drivers should be racing with the older drivers. Am I correct? I, I correct. Okay. Uh, I just... Well, 
you know, and the herb situation really reared up his head because um, they're both in in top level race cars, um, and what happens in the pits should just stay in the pits. Um, but, but there was no. But somebody put their hand up and said, "Oh wait, I'm not 18." And um, but again, that's that was all non-racing related. I don't think anything happened on the track after that or before that. Uh, you know, the, the fact that it happened in the pits at the racetrack okay, means that it's gotcha. a racing incident. I got you. I see where you're coming from now. Um, so you're saying that uh, that basically doesn't belong. In race, if you're too immature to to handle well, and that, this is was I be, well, I don't know the circumstances, but one of the participants in that whole event, Tyler Herb, he's he's a younger driver, but he's you know old enough to know better. Yeah, he's 19. Is he 19? I thought he was 20. Nah, I, I right. could be wrong. I, maybe I thought he was 20. 20. I thought he was okay. 21. So we'll go in the middle, <laughs> <laughs> somewhere somewhere in that area. Yeah, I'm but, sure yeah. somebody's going to tell us. So what uh, what what age? I mean, you're just basing that sh- purely on age and. And nothing else, right? If I mean, you're going to race with the men, be prepared to act like a man. Now, do you think that uh, should – are you saying this for all series or all tracks or – Unless you're in a a, a kid-related class. Yeah. Okay. So what about like at, at uh, Oakshade or, or Fremont? Uh, where would, would they race there? Not trying to put you on the spot. Just trying to be clear. Um, again, I just, I, I don't like racing with kids. Okay. Um, I, I suppose. Kid, what, what do you mean by you know, kids, you, you, I guess? Are you saying under, under 18? 18? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you look at the ARCA races and there, there's some really young kids there. Um, so you wouldn't want to be racing with them in that class. Well, and that's at Daytona. That's a little, yeah. if they were racing at Toledo Speedway, would you have a problem racing with them there? Yeah, really? Okay. So what's what's your point of view? You've raced. Um, I, I I don't think it's as much an age issue as and I'm and I was coming at it from a different uh, viewpoint as far as uh, driving ability, um, not necessarily off track uh, antics or anything like that. But as far as uh, uh, on track skill, if you're young and you're having issues, you don't have the experience, you know, and you're causing issues to say then then yeah that's a problem but i don't think that's just an age issue i mean i that could be me i could be yeah, the one having I'm, that i'm issue. with scott i i know what he's trying to say is rookie is rookie and it could be if it's 16 if it's 32 yeah if the guy's never been a guy or a girl i'm sorry i don't want to think it's guys only <laughs> if they've never been in a race car before i i don't race i wouldn't want to be in there with them i'm perfectly happy sitting and holding a microphone <laughs> So I mean I've had opportunities getting a race car I just am not interested. No, I think that uh you know the rookie be it 16, 35 whatever mm-hmm. maybe should start out in you know the the, be- the not the beginner class but the uh, the entry level class or the lowest class at at, at whatever track be it the the four cylinders or the the Fremont trucks or, and certainly whatever class you're in uh be willing to start at and, the yeah. tail until you've yeah, and, shown that you can. and be aware that you that if you're in that class that you could have those new drivers and that's just that's just a you know i kind of accept that as a bomber driver i'm not at the upper echelon driving against the best drivers in the world not saying that there's not but great you're, but you're bomber getting, drivers but you're, now you're in the middle you're well, I don't know, I, but uh, you know, I'm the bomber yeah. class is kind of an open class. Now, we got a lot of now he's at drivers. the part where he gets in a heat race, going, I could tear this car up and it won't be my fault. <laughs> 
That's the yeah. That was that was dad's. I mean, that was my dad's biggest fear. That's that's why he stopped. He got too expensive to put them back together. So yeah, I don't. I, I mean, you got to start. Uh, you got to start somewhere. Uh, like we were saying last week, though, it's racing is, is a high, a highly emotional and expensive. Expensive, yeah. It <laughs> if is. you make a mix, mistakes, yeah, and but, somebody but, else could cost you a lot of money. But it is highly emotional, and and you know you're adrenaline charged, and sometimes you're not yourself when you get out of the car. Are you talking from self-experience? No, no, oh. it's what I've noticed in all, <laughs> no. all my years of racing. You're not going to put me on. Nah, uh, no, I'm just asking. I'm not going there. Okay. Well, I'm sure in, you've been at many tracks, and you've been in the pits. You've witnessed uh, a lot of that kind of activity, I'm sure. 54 years worth. 50, okay. What What's the uh, most uh, out-of-hand uh, thing you've seen go on in the pits in your 54 years? My son and I were at a race uh Portsmouth Raceway Park down southern Ohio and there was a guy that blatantly ran into me and uh, we walked down to his pits and I had my hands in my pocket so that I didn't seem to be threatening and I said where's the driver uh, he's out running his modified okay when he comes in tell him please don't run into the 35 again and then some guy about 300 pounds Muscular or just yeah, large? Yeah. Dove over three or four people, said, you, you're the SOB that ran into my brother. <laughs> and he grabbed me, and we go to rolling on the ground. Right. I look over, and somebody's got Stevie, and they're rolling on the ground. This is, Was this before uh, cell phones? So wasn't oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too bad. And, and, and this would have made a good I, video. And, and I hear over the PA system, we need security to the pit stat. <laughs> You know, and I wrestle my way away from the guy that had me, and I grab Steve, and we're walking away. We're 10, 15 cars away. I turn back, and these guys are still fighting. Not a clue what's going on. We're gone. <laughs> That's too bad there's that video. Who who won the fight? I don't have a clue. Okay. We were gone. You just you exited before it, it, it That's stopped. Right. I got gotcha. you. At, at security to the pits, I was out of there. <laughs> Security didn't come and talk to you afterwards or no, no. get your opinion on that? Okay. No, they uh, didn't have a clue. Bentley Shaw made a comment here. He says uh, the older drivers should uh, go talk with the young drivers and tell them uh, what to do on the track, as in stay in your line. Don't uh, – i got to scroll down here. Don't dart around when the traffic was is crazy. Pretty basic things. I, I know I asked a lot of questions of uh, people that race when I first got into it a few years ago. I mean, I'd been around the sport for oh, 20 years, and then I decided to race. But I mean, I, I was I was a little uh, wet behind the ears. You know, Bentley Shaw is at the racetrack frequently. Maybe we should ask him to uh, go around and talk to the young drivers. Yeah, he would be a good one. Bentley's got a lot of experience. Yeah, he he in definitely a race does. Car. So does Ron. Yeah, but I'm usually occupied. <laughs> Uh, Roddy says uh, there have been uh, rocks thrown at other racers, trailers in the pits. Both True. drivers were old enough to uh, deal with it themselves. If you did that to a minor who have, may have uh, took you out of a race, then you have to face the consequences. I'm with Ron. I don't feel it is right. Roddy's on your side, side there. Yeah. Bentley says well, he has been too. What would happen? What would happen, Scott, if? You were involved in an incident on the track, and you went over and threw rocks at his race car, and and the driver was under eighteen. I would tell myself to stop throwing a tantrum. Oh, I know, but rocks. I, I, what the hell's wrong with you, man? 
All right, the guy, the guy just wrecked your race gotcha. car badly. And I don't know. I, don't I know. I was rocks, I was standing so. next to Scott when the when the trailer went by in the car that wrecked him. He got red in the face and then he kind of he composed himself and I remember that. Yeah, but was, Scott wears too many hats. Right, I know. I'm not a good example because I got I kind of I have to represent the track at the same time. If I'm down racing at Millstream where, you know, I'm not working for the track too, then that's a totally different deal. I'm just a racer at that point. So what would happen if you went over and threw rocks at somebody's trailer? They'd probably throw rocks back at me, I'm guessing. Maybe, but I don't are, know. Are we talking, are they would, would under they, 18? Yeah, or? absolutely. Oh. Would, would that be assault? I don't know. What happens if I don't know that they're under 18? I think... That it probably doesn't matter, does it? Uh, I, I don't think the law cares whether yeah. you know it or not. Yeah. All right. Uh, I love telling the drivers how to drive from the stands. That's easy. That's Bentley, again. <laughs> So, no, Bentley, right. that's your new job. <laughs> well, I, yeah. Well, they had the Hornet class at, at Oakshade, which was a, a 12 to 18-year-old only class. And then when they had that, we had drivers that were over 18. They're like, hey, I want to drive in that class. So, I mean. They had the Sport they, Compact yeah. and the Hornet class. They had that um, for a while, and there was just not enough. One was an under 18, and one mm. was an over 18. And actually, the Hornet class was doing very well for a while. Then it kind of dwindled, and uh, I, I think probably a lot of those four-cylinder racers aren't as dedicated as some of the higher levels. And they go on vacation and have weddings and silly things like that in the summer. So are you okay with uh, younger drivers start, first starting out uh, starting out in the uh, Sport Compact class? Or maybe... maybe uh, maybe have them uh, have so many uh, hours of practice on a Sunday afternoon or, or, you know, a time when the track's having open practice before they actually start in competition. You know, and there's another thing, um, forcing them to start out in the sport compact division. Uh, and you've seen the way those cars handle. Uh, a lot of times they learn bad things by driving a front-wheel drive car that don't really help them, the rear wheel, help them transition into a rear-wheel drive car. I have driven once, and that was on a Sunday afternoon practice, a front-wheel drive car, and, yeah, that had absolutely no help to me. <laughs> Nothing. Getting behind. That was back when we were doing the celebrity charity races where sure. I would get in once a year and do a race and pretend I was a race car driver. And, yeah, it was uh, It's just you drive them just totally different. So Yeah, you get into the corner, you turn the steering wheel and stand on the gas. And so what, it, what, it, what, what is the path then, in your opinion, ideally for, for a young driver, 15, 16 years old, wants to get into – dirt track racing, pavement racing, whatever. Where where how how do they what should they do? What's the best path? Be extremely careful. Um not just start out in the late model. 14, class. 14 15, <laughs> 16 year old kids think they're bulletproof. And uh they need to understand that in a bomber, in a late model, in in a sportsman car, you can get hurt. You know, a, a fire in a bomber car is uh no less damaging than a fire in, in, a, in a late model. Um, so anything can happen. And uh, you, they just need to be extraordinarily careful. Okay. You know, they're not going to go away. It doesn't matter what I think <laughs> about racing with, with kids under 18. 
um, it's going to happen, and it's going to happen more. And, and we more need it to happen. It's going to happen more and more frequently. The, the sport absolutely, going. absolutely. You're not against young drivers. You just don't want them racing with. Uh, I don't want to be in an incident incident with them. You don't want to hurt a, a younger kid. Too. Absolutely. Okay. And I don't think anybody does, except for somebody with some mental issues, probably. But for the most well, part, we've had enough of them lately, yeah. haven't yeah. we? Yeah. For the most part, that's another show. Uh, for the most part, though. <laughs> You know, people aren't out there like, ah, I'm going to hurt that person. Well, I don't you know? know. I've heard some guys in the bomber class, and man, I love this class because I like hearing metal crunch. Wait, I Tommy Huff. Why didn't you tell me that before I got into that class? <laughs> I don't like that sound. All right. Well, I think we pretty much beat that to death. Okay. That subject. You ready to move on? Yeah, I am. Okay. So uh, next week on the show, we're going to have uh, Dave Kemmer, who's going to talk about the 29th annual Woodland Mall. Uh, if race cars got, on display if you've got a show. race car and it's even remotely close to being ready get it done and have it down at the bg mall we'll talk to him about uh, all you need to do to uh, be involved in that and and how how that'll work and uh, i mean it's it's everything's free right it doesn't cost anything Correct. to have your car there and people it doesn't cost anything for people to come out and look at all the cool it's cars. a good time yeah. um and there are a lot of the racers are hanging out there over that weekend i especially times. like picking kids up and putting them in the race car and letting their imagination run you have uh, a sign on your car every year too that, we that do. basically says this is a race car not a show car not a show car so get in it just don't turn it on or whatever yeah, that's it. and they can't because we've got the battery battery disconnected, disconnected. so yeah which is pretty cool so, i i enjoy it i enjoy it too and it may bring a younger person into the sport Yep. But then they might want to be in your late model racing. So what that's, are you going to tell them okay. then? You're going to have to tell them, no, you have to start it. No, you nope. can you can race, just not with me. Okay. <laughs> just don't run into the old guy. <laughs> but that's not to say the old guy can't run into you, right? Carefully. Carefully. Gently. All right. But you know how to do it. 54 years of experience. That's it. All right. It's Robin's Racing. Uh, the mall show is coming up Friday, March 9th and uh, March 11th. But uh, as I said, uh, next week, Thursday, uh, we'll have... Dave Kemmer on the show. Uh, opening nights uh, for area tracks, Attica Raceway Park is going to be the uh, first one to tr- give it a go. That's going to be on March 23rd. Uh, 410 Sprints, Late Models, and 305 Sprints uh, will make up that show. Fingers crossed on the weather. Fremont uh, set to open on Saturday, fe- or April 14th, not February. That already happened. Uh, Lima Land will open Friday, uh, April 20th. Waynesfield on the 21st, that's a Saturday. And Oakshade set to open the following Saturday, the uh-huh. 28th, with the Bill Reckner Memorial. So, And I still have no updates on, on Oakshade's schedule yet. I haven't heard, I haven't talked to Chrissy this week. Really? So that's uh, pretty much what I got. And now it is time for the new and approved uh, record report. I think I got the right one here. And uh, we even have uh, some uh, props this time. So really? Sure it's a record report with uh, Perry Cox. Under caution, it's good stuff talking about smoke. Smoke? Yeah. Smoke. Not not Tony Stewart. Not smoke. Tony Stewart. Different smoke. Different smoke. Okay. Well. All right. Well, here we go. Welcome to the record report. Under caution. You can ask my wife. I am a lot of things. But one of the things that I am not is an engine builder. But tonight, we're going to talk about smoke and the role that it must play in a race engine. Now, I don't know about you, but smoke 
must be very important because once smoke gets out of your engine, it just doesn't run the same. Actually, if you let a lot of smoke out, it won't run at all. I'm just assuming that they put most of the smoke in on the bottom side of the pistons because I've seen a couple engines knock a hole in the pistons and man, <laughs> uh, all the smoke pretty much comes out at once. So just letting you racers know, do your best to keep that smoke inside of your engines. It's important. There's a bunch of awesome race parties coming up. Make sure that you're going and checking these out because I'm telling you, it's one of the best parts of getting ready for the new racing season right on the horizon. Rusty Schlenk's party is this weekend, Saturday, at the Fulton County Fairgrounds. Been to it quite a few times. It's always, always a blast. They really know how to throw a party. Good food, lots of awesome prizes, awesome people. I'm telling you, you gotta go. Check it out. Another cannot miss race party next month, March 24th at the Marenzi Sportsman's Club. Hot Rod Welding and Engineering Chris Howard Memorial Dinner. They will feed you. You will dance. You will laugh. You will be surrounded by a bunch of amazing people. They'll raise a whole bunch of money that will support local racers and, and purses at Oakshade. It's just there's, there, everything is good about it. Everything is good about it. Make sure you come and be a part of it. It is awesome. And you might even get a chance to see me dance. Okay, you will get a chance to see me dance. There's some things you can't unsee. That's all I have for this week's report. Remember, there's only two kinds of race engines. Ones that are blown up and ones that are gonna blow up so do your best to keep the smoke in do you uh do you sell smoke uh at Ron miller race cars no 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 you I, don't put the smoke you don't do uh, engines i don't you, do engines no that's <laughs> dave does he put smoke in those engines before he sells them you know i wonder <laughs> i wonder if we could bottle that up and and sell that yeah this is authentic race car smoke i think there's this could. This is a marketing. Yeah, pull, I, pull I the, think there's something there. Pull the spark plugs out and inject this smoke. And Perry so into uh, his record report here. The he 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 provided these uh, the prop. Really? Yeah. We've had him in my office all week. We just we've been under caution all week in my office. So he's not right. You know that, don't <laughs> <He's> you? <not. laughs> That's why he's great. I, I honestly thought they were the lights that light up if someone actually called in. No, nope, no, nope. I brought those down and put them in here. Wow. <laughs> I only got those little lights over there, but uh, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for this edition of the Amberdown Racing Report uh, in the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Thank you, Randy, for coming in. Don't forget to uh, call Ron if uh, you're getting your car ready and you need some uh, work done. You may, yeah, you may see, not get it yeah, done. We'll get it. We'll get it done. He'll, 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 we got, work well under pressure. Yeah, even uh, yeah. Look at this. He fixed my uh, my thingy. This my, he fixes thingies. So, and don't take that the wrong way. I, I knew what I was saying. Anyway. Scott got real anxious, and he broke his thingy, and we had to weld I did. it. Yeah. I was jamming on my thingy really hard, and it just snapped. Makes me so <laughs> proud to be associated with you. <laughs> it should. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, it for this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. If you want to sponsor us, uh, shoot me an email, scotthammer at iheartmedia.com, or uh, 
shoot me a message on our uh, Facebook page at uh, Hammerdown Racing Report. Actually, it's Facebook.com slash Hammerdown Racing Report. Where you're watching the show right now. Yeah. That's right. Or listening to it on our iHeart uh, radio app. I just called it our iHeart radio app. That's how well, it is. That's I how mean, you work for them, so I it do. is yours, so right? That's a, I mean, we're, it, we're supposed to take ownership of it. It's our go. app. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast on there. We have it up uh, Friday morning. You'll get the notification like Tuesday that it's uploaded. Just check it before then. Check about lunch. I do another before. podcast too occasionally if I can get that on. What's that? What? The Dirt oh, Nerds go. podcast. Sorry. I just, my cousin works for One Dirt. Okay. OneDirt.com, One Dirt Magazine. I guess it's all the same thing. So we did, we've done one for almost a year now where we talk dirt racing mostly. Where's that available? Uh, just about everywhere. I still want to call it iTunes, but I guess it's okay. no longer iTunes. Now the, what, Apple podcast app? I don't know. I don't and it's know. on Stitcher, and it's on everywhere. So look for that. It's good stuff. Okay. Terry Terry uh, sent a comment here. He wants to know how old is Ron. Wait, I know how old you are. Most people do. Yeah. I don't have it, like, in my head. I think well, he's at like least 54. 70. That's it. Are you 70? 71. 70. 70, okay. 71 in May. That's right. Birthday. Birthday before the birthday race. That's it. Way before the birthday. So there you go, Terry. He's 71. How old are you, Terry? Better question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's going to squirt me with water now. Um, we'll be back next week, 7 o'clock. Join us on uh, Facebook Live. And, again, catch uh, catch us on demand on iHeart uh, Radio. So thank you, Randy, for coming in again. And, uh, as always, thank you for coming in as well. Well, it's kind of like... I'm a sponsor. I'm supposed to be here, right? Yeah. And maybe we'll try and uh, have uh, Rusty's uh, uh, Future of Our Sport winner on uh, next week as well, if we can uh, arrange for that. That'd be cool. It really that. would. So, yeah. And Stick don't forget, it. his party's going on Saturday. When's when's the uh, hammer racing party? Um, that, we don't have one. <sighs> it's going to be at the mall. April 28th. April, yeah. There, or you can catch the pre-party at the... Uh, Woodland Mall race cars on display deal. All right. March 9th through 11th. He's going to have a bowl of uh, chocolate candy on the back of his I, race car, and that'll be the party. I don't know about that, but, uh, yeah, that'll be the the uh, public unveiling of the Ocho 3.0. I saw that. Yeah. Very excited. Right? It's I'm look, sure. It's looking pretty spiffy this year. Henri <laughs> <laughs> Don does some good work. Also at Ron Miller Race Cars. That's it. What's that number one more time? Seven three four eight five six seven two two three, and uh, if we happen to miss and uh, it goes to voicemail, it also gives you my cell phone number. Feel free to call us. All right, we'll catch you next week. We're Thank, done. We're thanks leaving for now. listening. Yeah. We're gone. I think so. Yeah. Thanks for coming, Randy. Anytime. Stop in again. Okay. All right. Bye bye. You have been listening to the Hammered Down Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. 
There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.